Welcome to my homestead, y'all. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl. I'm working to create a home with a little farm, a little faith, a lot of food, and a bit of funky. I'm learning all about growing and preserving our food supply, raising chickens and children, and becoming more self-sufficient while leaning hard on Jesus. And I want to take you along for the ride. So grab yourself a cup of something wonderful, and let's visit a while. the Funky Farm Girl podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, and this is episode 62, a garden update. Thanks for joining me again this week. This is going to be a different kind of episode because I want to walk through the status of all of my gardens and give you an idea of what's working well, what's not, what I'm preserving, and what I plan to do in the near future with the different areas. But before I start that, I want to introduce you to a new feature called Listener Shoutout. I love to get email and reviews from my listeners. And I love to be able to respond to them and to give you a shout out. And so I'm going to start listening, reading out the emails and reviews that I get. Um, I get them pretty frequently, and I want to be able to say thank you to those of you who are uh, reaching out to me and sharing with me how the Funky Farm Girl helps you so that I'm better to, able to help everybody. So, um, this week, my email is from Sheila, and she says, Hi there, just wanted to reach out and say hello I love your podcast because we live on five acres and have a lot of critters, but most of all because of your faith. We went through two floods and lost everything, but God has restored what the locusts, i.e. Hurricane Harvey and Tropical Storm Imelda, have taken. I'm so blessed despite and even because of what we have been through. I love my life with my little house, many goats, 40 plus chickens, horses, dogs, and cats. I love how encouraging you are in your message about being where you are, about beginning where we are, where you are. We are starting over in many ways, but I know we'll get there. All the best to you, my friend, Sheila. And Sheila is in Texas. Thank you so much, Sheila, for your message. I'm so encouraged that you are persevering and starting over yet again. And I'm so glad that the Funky Farm Girl is encouraging you as you're doing that. Um... Your little homestead sounds amazing, and I wish you all the best. If you would like to be featured in a listener shout out, then you can either leave a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to, or you can email me, Jenny at thefunkyfarmgirl.com, and I will give you a shout out here on the show. So now, let's get on with our tour of the garden. Now, how do we do this when you're listening and you can't see anything? Well, we're going to do an audio tour. 
I'm going to update you on how everything's growing and, and share some plans with you. But if you need a visual, last week um, on IGTV on Instagram, I did a visual tour. And you can go through and see all these little areas of my garden on my Instagram account, The Funky Farm Girl, on Instagram. So just scroll down and click on the little TV icon and it should be the very first video in that feed. Or just scroll down through my squares and find where I posted that last week. So let's start in the front yard. We're going to start at the flower beds right by the front porch, right in front of the front porch and tell you about the things that are there and then move on around the side of the house. So first we have pansies and roses. I have two pink double knockout roses and one yellow sunshine rose, knockout rose. And then I have um, lots of pansies that the girls planted this past fall. Um, and I use all of those to help with drying for tea. I am really trying to ramp up and build up my supply of things that I can use to make different tea blends. And so roses and pansies are definitely top of the list with those. So they've all been pretty prolific and I've been able to get quite a bit from them. And it's really been enjoyable to add that kind of thing to my garden um, and to add it to my tea collection. I'm also growing scarlet runner beans and to be honest I'm a little disappointed. I have a few small red flowers. They're climbing the porch railing pretty well on the left side but not at all on the right side. I just can't get it to stay up there and, and start to climb up the side. And so it's really more in my boxwood bush than anything. And we've only gotten two beans so far. I don't know if that's the lack of rain we've had or if it's just typical for this plant. I have quite a bit planted. I was thinking I would get more than that from this. Maybe it's too hot. I'm not really sure. Have you grown scarlet runner beans? What have you done that's made it successful for you uh, right now i'm not a big fan um, future plans for this part of the garden include adding some garlic bulbs in the fall around the roses my mother-in-law nanny tells me that it repels the pests that like to eat up the roses so uh, i'm going to intersperse some garlic bulbs all along through there as well as planting the whole garlic bed like I did last year. So now let's move around the side of the yard. We're going to walk down the right side of the house around the great big holly bush on the corner and look at the rhubarb. The rhubarb is doing well. It's been pretty prolific. It's not dying which I'm proud of it is thriving and growing and I don't know when exactly I'm supposed to be able to get a harvest from it but I'm going to plan on waiting until next year to give it a chance to get established but I have three crowns and they're just doing beautifully and I'm very pleased with them and I love that I have a perennial element now in my garden and then just past that, we have 
our watermelon bed where I have Juliet, no, Jubilee, Jubilee, Charleston Gray, and a yellow watermelon vines growing. Um, there's some sunflowers right in the middle of all that. And so they all seem to be doing well. I also inexplicably have a volunteer tomato plant there. I have no idea other than maybe a bird eating in one spot and then visiting this spot. Um, and then I have two strawberry planters um, that I hope to be able to put in the ground. I'm not sure that I'll put them in this bed because I want to refill this bed with garlic and possibly onions for the next year. And I don't think that strawberries will play nice with that. But on the end of this bed is the air conditioning unit that's outside. And I think beside of that, between there and the crawl space door, I may try to get another bed going and put the strawberries there we shall see so now if we walk down to the end of the house and turn left we're in the backyard right at the bottom of the great big deck off the back door and this is my deck bed um, there's a lot going on in this bed they on the left end where you're standing now is the pink eye purple hole piece I grew these last year and loved them and loved them so much that I grew a second round in the fall and um, they were pretty prolific. I got quite a bit but I didn't have as many plants as I really needed to be able to feed us well off of them. So this year I've planted half of this deck bed with these purple hole peas and they are just doing great. They've started flowering and started to put out the little bean pods. So I'm really excited because those are getting ready to start. And with the number of plants I have, it should be quite a good harvest. Um, however, on the other side, I planted some squash that I got for a dollar at a plant sale. And honestly, it looks really sad. Um, it looked pretty good last year and I staked some of it up to try to give it a little bit more room to grow and have a little bit more room in that small space and it's just not doing well at all. Most of the plants look yellow. I have one fruit and it's starting to kind of shrivel up and I don't think it's going to make it. Um, there's also some random kale in there from the winter greens bed that was in there previous to the squash. Um, and that part's doing well. So I may pull the squash and go ahead and plant some kale and Swiss chard there for the fall. We shall see. I'm going to give it a little bit longer and see how it goes. Then on the far end of this deck bed is part of my tea garden. I have echinacea, lavender, lemon balm, calendula, chamomile, all in this deck bed. Now, for some reason, my chamomile up and died. It was very, very prolific. I was getting quite a lot off of it. And then one day I go out there and the entire thing is brown and it's dead. So I've cut back all the excess branches and left the root. I'm hoping that it will grow back again next year. Um, this was one that returned from last year. So, um, 
really, really hope it comes back because I planted seeds in there twice and none of them germinated this year. I don't know what it is about that soil this year, but it's just not very hospitable for new seeds. So, but we are getting lots of echinacea and chamomile. I mean, lots of um, calendula and echinacea and the lemon balm getting a few little lavender buds so i'm really excited about that i'm just happy to keep the lavender alive right now y'all um i will worry about it being more prolific later but right now i'm just happy it's alive um then we're going to go across the yard and we're going to go over and say hi to the chickens hi ladies um behind the main chicken run in the middle uh, on the back side of it I had planted some zucchini and yellow crookneck squash and unfortunately it was just total bomb um, it didn't grow well at all um, first it didn't want to germinate and then once it did germinate then it had powdery mildew and I cut all that back and then the whole thing just withered up and died um, the little bit that did begin to grow was only about an inch and a half two inches long and never got any bigger and then it rotted um so i don't know if it's too shady of a spot or if it just was so hot and dry it didn't get enough consistent water or what the problem was i will try something again over there um there was some really hard red clay there and i've been dumping the pine shavings and and droppings from the chicken coop run um, when I clean out the coops or when I clean out the run I've been dumping it there in that spot and it's softening up the ground quite a bit so I really hope to be able to work that into the soil in the spring and try again with something that likes the shade a little bit more maybe I'll plant radishes and carrots there we shall see so that brings us to all of the berry bushes. I have two lavender, I mean two elderberry bushes that still need to be planted in their home, but they're doing quite well in their pots. One of them has even propagated a second um, little plant in their pot, so I'm excited to see that. I'm going to get those planted on the hill on the side of our yard um, where they're going to get a lot of sun. I also have two blueberry bushes in the ground and four ready to be put in the ground. Um, and the ones I got this year were actually bigger than the ones that I've had for two years. And I got a super great deal on them. They were on clearance for $10 at Walmart. So I bought four. That will give me a total of six blueberry bushes. Um... The two that I had in the ground did have quite a few berries on them, but because it was so hot and so dry, they were very sour and they ended up shriveling up to nothing before they were ripe enough to pick. So um, kind of disappointed in that. The blackberries, we had a little bit of a late frost that seemed to kill all the blossoms and then the whole thing just seemed to shrivel up. So I'm not sure if those canes will come back next year or if I need to start again with those. I also really, really would love to get some Saskatoon or, or they're also called service berry bushes. Um, but I'm having a lot of trouble finding those 
here in North Carolina. So it may be something that I just have to learn to live without. Um, I've also thought about adding a fig tree or two. So if you have fig trees, send me a message and give me some pointers because I read about them and they sound a little fussy until they're bigger. And I'm not sure that I have the bandwidth to deal with that. But maybe they're not as fussy as I think they are. So if you have fig bushes or fig trees, um, let me know what type you have and, and how hardy they are. I'm in zone 7B and I would really like to try figs. Okay, so while we're over there near the chicken run, around the front side of it, um, we have rosemary, three types of sage, mint, and chives growing. This is the bulk of my herbs and these are all perennial which I love having herbs now that will come back year after year and I don't have to constantly replant. In my main garden I also have oregano, thyme, and parsley. I'm really hoping to get that thyme and probably the oregano too in the ground somewhere around that chicken coop so that all my perennial herbs are in one spot. Um, I'm going through there about once a week and just snipping off what I can from each of those plants and um, I'm drying it on a great big cookie sheet that I've actually put on the dashboard of my van to dry them out pretty quickly so that I can rotate through them pretty fast. Um, I picked a lot of those things today and I'm gradually filling up jars in the pantry so that we have wonderful herbs to use all winter long in our cooking. So while we're at the very back of the yard, let's talk about the tomato bed. The tomato bed is a new addition to the Funky Farm. It is right back beside the back chicken run. Um, that we just put in. Uh, this is where our compost pile used to be and it's where we still throw all of our scraps. The ones in the main run, they get some treats every now and then, but the ones in the open run in the back um, really get all of the scraps and greens and things like that so that they're able to build me a good compost pile that I can pull out of there and put on the garden. So beside of there area is where we have planted a new tomato bed. Now this bed was originally Gracie's that she was going to use for a roadside market but um, if you know 18 year old girls when you get your license and you graduate and you have all these new things happening all at once you don't have a lot of time to tend to tomatoes and so she and I decided that those tomatoes would belong to me. So she has gifted me her tomato bed and that has become my project and uh, it has been super prolific. Um, the bushes are basically laying on the ground because they're either so heavy with fruit um, or they just were not and they've broken the stakes that they've been attached to or they weren't able to be staked at all because we just had a lot of trouble getting out there and getting that done at the beginning. So um, lots of them are laying on the ground, which makes it look like a hot mess. But 
it's actually doing really, really well. Her tomatoes are doing much, much better than mine that have been pruned and staked and fussed over. So that's just telling me I don't really need to do as much as I think I need to do sometimes with my plants. They'll do just fine and thrive just as well. So speaking of my tomatoes, let's go to the end of the garden closest to the back of the yard right where we are um, to the poo patch this is the extended area of the garden that we added this year when we shoveled out all of the stuff from the enclosed chicken run and we literally just dumped it onto the grass at the end of the garden um, and made a new spot to grow things and it has been an amazing little piece of dirt to work with um there because the chickens hung out there for a little while um, to prepare the ground and weed it and till it and fertilize it for us um, we now have five or six stalks of corn growing in this area that i'm guessing is from their food um, we've also got about nine volunteer tomato plants in there some of those have been moved down to the end of the garden where the cucumbers used to be. Um, but a lot of them are still in this area. And I also have quite a few, probably about eight or nine yellow pear tomato bushes. Um, they are not yet fully producing, but they are getting to the point that they're about ready. So um, I'm excited about those. I also had some volunteer morning glories that came up both here and over near my pepper patch. So I relocated the morning glories from the pepper patch over to where this other volunteer was. And they're growing all over the side of the fence there. And it's gorgeous. I really, really enjoy that. All of that was volunteer. Um, I also planted some teddy bear sunflowers in there which I really enjoyed from last year and had saved seeds from and we have one great big sunflower head right in the middle of the garden that I believe is from chicken feed again and I just actually cut the head from that one today and brought it inside to dry to save the seeds so that we can have more big headed sunflowers next year and then I'll give a few of those seeds to the chickens as well. This is also where our pumpkin patch is. So we have many orange and many white pumpkins. Um, one is beside some tomato plants and the other one is up against a fence. And then I also have flat white pumpkins and ornamental gourds growing in this area. I was late again getting the pumpkins into the ground, but um, even if they're not ready in time for Halloween, they should be done enough before frost comes so that we can enjoy them at Thanksgiving. So fingers crossed we get some pumpkins this year. Pumpkins tend to be one of the things that I am most challenged in growing, and I'm determined to figure it out. We also have loofah gourd and birdhouse gourd vines. I have one loofah gourd and three, um, three or four of the birdhouse gourd vines. Um, the vines are healthy and doing well, but I don't have any flowers yet, so I'm not sure yet 
if I'm going to have enough time to grow gourds. If not, there's always next year. I'll try again. So now we are in the main wild and wonderful garden. This garden is filled to overflowing. It's gorgeous. It's wild. It's beautiful. I love it. Uh, it's what I really wanted this garden to be this year. Um, there have been a couple things that didn't do well. I planted green beans on the other side of the teddy bear sunflowers. They're connected to the poo patch. And they just did terrible. Um, from the very beginning, I had lots of bugs on them. And one side of them was, was just much more sparse than the rest of it. And tended to be brown all the time, even if everything else was green. I also discovered that it's really, really hard to find green beans in green bean bush bean plants. Um, so I think if we grow beans like that again, we will grow a colored variety like the purple or the yellow wax beans. Um, or I'll stick with my purple whole peas. But I was not a fan of the green bean bush beans. Just my personal preference. The cucumbers were down on the other end of the garden and last year they did great and I loved them. This year, unfortunately, um, we acquired a fungus pretty early on and then the squash bugs arrived and between the two of them, my cucumbers just didn't stand a chance and we pulled the plants early. However, I have been able to get local cucumbers so that I have been able to make pickles this year. So if you want to learn more about my pickles, be sure to follow along on Instagram. We also have just a prolific amount of marigolds. Um, I got some seed in a box from Dollar Tree of all places last year it did great so I got it again this year and it has not disappointed and this year I've learned how to save the seeds from the marigolds so I'm doing lots of rounds of saving the petals for the tea and saving the seed to plant next year and we got some milkweed started for the monarch butterflies uh, it's doing pretty well so far they are in pots right now and I am going to transfer them somewhere into the edges of the yard um, before frost comes so that they can get established there and come back next year. Um, our big tall fence has all of our our main tomato plants um, and there's zinnias growing up together with them. I do feel like that the zinnias are a little bit lusher than they should be. Um, I think maybe they crowd the tomatoes just a little bit, but the tomatoes still seem to be pretty happy and they help to hold them up against the fence. Not to mention the fact that they're gorgeous and they bring in lots and lots of butterflies. The one thing I would change though is that I also was growing basil and the basil is not nearly as tall as the zinnia and it's getting lost underneath the zinnias and the tomatoes. So I'm going through and cutting out as much of it as I can find. Um, and I don't think I will plant both with the tomatoes next year. I think maybe I'll do one or the other. 
the okra is beginning to come in really really well it was coming so fast after the big rain we had that I actually picked twice yesterday and then again this morning um, I'm really excited with how much it has grown and um, I can't wait to see how much we get out of it this year if you remember from my Instagram account, we have a big archway right in the middle of the side of the main garden. And on that archway, I planted nasturtium and moonflower and cucamelon. So far, the nasturtium looks great, but it's staying at the bottom. I got a trailing variety that I was hoping would climb up the arch but no such luck I have not been able to find a nasturtium that will climb as of yet however the moonflower is starting to climb but it's only on the straight sides it has not reached the archway yet and as of right now there's no buds yet um, but it's still early it's not quite time for them to start blooming out I'm really hoping that it will get up high enough the cucamelon has been another thing I've been a little disappointed in. It has not been a very strong plant. It's very delicate and fragile. And honestly, mine looks like it's fried because of the heat. They need lots and lots of water to be able to grow. And we just have not had it this year. Um, and so it's not doing very well. I do think I will try it again next year um, if I don't get anything out of it yet. Um, it is something that I'm still curious to try. I really want to try cucamelons, especially for pickling. And so um, that's definitely on my short list for next year. Um, one of the surprising things has been the dill and the ground cherries that we have on, underneath the arch in the middle part. Uh, the ground cherries have been really prolific and we've enjoyed them way more than we thought we would. Uh, we have four plants and they are just full and just keep on dropping and they've um, been really really enjoyable the dill is quite tall and has begun to flower a little bit so it's been great timing to be right on time for all the pickles that i'm making right now so i love being able to go out and get fresh dill to put in my pickling jars we also have a good pepper patch going this year. I've not had luck with bell peppers in the past, but this year I've been able to, I have about four or five bell peppers going so far on the little plants that I have. I also have some good banana peppers and poblanos and jalapenos going. And I have three what's called kitchen sink peppers which are those little mini sweet peppers that you get in a bag at the store. Those have been really fun to grow. They just don't produce a lot at a time, but it's fun to have a couple of them here and there with my lunch. In addition to all of this, I have tomatillos and Roma tomatoes in the middle of the main garden. I'm really hoping to use those to make some great salsa this year. So fingers crossed that they continue to do well. One of my Roma tomatoes started out with blossom rot on the bottom of every tomato that it produced. 
And so I just continued to pick those off. And eventually it started to grow good tomatoes. Um, I'm not sure why only that plant had blossom rot when every other tomato plant around it was doing well. So my solution seemed to work. I picked all the ones off that were bad and um, continued to let it keep fruiting and eventually it started to fruit um, good tomatoes. So I can't wait until those turn red and we can start using them. And finally, after three attempts, I finally got about four carrots to start growing in my carrot bucket. I'm definitely going to be trying these again. Um, I don't know if I will do them in a bucket again or if I will try doing them in the ground like I did last year. Um, I did have more success with them in the ground. So we will see. Maybe that will go in the deck bed because that soil definitely needs some aeration. In the future, um, I'm planning to put some butternut squash and some fall plants in there as things um, finish out. Um, I'll add kale, Swiss chard, radishes and lettuce, peas, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, just a typical um, fall garden. Um, as quickly as I can get stuff in there, I will, and just see how much I can get to grow. I love that I've been able to begin donating to our local market on Main Street. Um, they are a tiered produce store in our area that has tiered pricing so that those with a lower income pay a much lower price, and then those with an average income pay a middle price and then those with higher income pay a higher price so that the lower income families in our area are able to afford local high quality produce um, and eat a much more nutritious and healthy diet. I am all for helping that happen by donating produce from my garden. Um, the only other thing that I think that we may do in the near future is that we have some materials together to make a side bed on the other side of the house. Uh, this is a place that gets probably 95% shade. And so I'm thinking it might be a great place to try something like sweet peas or sugar snap peas, lettuce, radishes, things that need to stay cool or they bolt. I may try doing cilantro over there because I didn't have any luck doing that in the main garden. Um, but just trying to utilize every little space and nook and cranny that I can come up with to grow as much food as we possibly can. So I hope you have enjoyed our audio garden tour. Um, I've had a lot of fun in the garden this year. I've also had a lot of frustration. Um, this has been a much more challenging year for me than last year was as far as growing things. Um, so I love the challenge though because it gives me um, an opportunity to grow as a gardener and to learn new things. And then I can pass those things on to you guys and help you with challenges that come up in your own gardens. So, again, I would love for you to leave me a review 
on the podcast platform that you're listening on or to send me an email, jenny at thefunkyfarmgirl.com. I love to hear what you love about the show, what you would love to hear on the show, and any other kind of feedback or questions that you have. So, until next time, friends, I'll see you next week. Thanks for stopping by, y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me is to share the Funky Farm Girl with your friends. You can stay connected by following the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until we meet again next week, remember to bloom where you're planted.